right. You can call me crazy. But that's okay. Because in the end, one of us is going to be right and the other one's going to be wrong. So, and I'll take my chances with the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Welcome to It's a Religion, the podcast that seeks to discuss life through the lens of faith and what you have faith in, what others might have faith in, as we ponder the way people do things in this planet these days. And uh, every day we uh, go through some of the Bible. The Bible is God's, some people call it God's love letter to us. I call it God's historical document that uh, talks about Jesus Christ and takes us through the Old Testament where Christ is promised after the fall and talks about creation, which again, you have either creation by some higher power, higher authority than what we even know, or you have a bunch of other stuff. You have evolutionism, which is a religion. You have secular humanism, which bases its religion on evolution. You have uh, Mohammedism, you have Shintoism, you have uh, Buddhism, you have all kinds of isms, none of which fill the gap, none of which, which produce the absolute truth. And the absolute truth is Jesus Christ said he was the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through him. And that is our premise. That it's a religion. So we come to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God with... Uh, and well, quite divided, but liberty and justice for some. For those that, you know, we watched a movie the other night, um, Lee Strobel's story of coming to faith. And he was a atheistic reporter for the Chicago Tribune, hated God, hated religion. Um, started digging into this though, and and couldn't uh, disassociate the facts. He couldn't. He he did a lot of work trying to disprove Christianity, and it brought him to faith, not from faith. And so I would encourage you to pick it apart. You know, the truth doesn't mind being uh, assailed. The truth doesn't mind being uh, pick, picked apart. Um, the folks who are lying to you are the ones who don't want you to hear the other side of the story. They, don't, they want to call the truth dissemination. They want to call the truth disinformation. They want to call the truth something that you shouldn't put your trust and faith in because you should put your trust and faith in them because they are lying to you. Uh, Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and people in our government would fit into that bill quite nicely. So um, with that, let's get into scripture. We're reading through the book of Genesis right now and uh, learning about the life of Abraham. Abraham is uh, the gentleman who is responsible, or I sh should I say, um, probably, uh, you know, when you look at the, the Israelites and the Arabs and the conflict they've had over the years, sorry, I didn't finish my coffee yet this morning, um, over the years, it comes from two sons of Abraham, Ishmael and Isaac. Right? Isaac is where the line of Christ, the line of the Israelites, uh, runs through. And Ishmael is the line of everybody else over the Middle East. And not necessarily everybody, right? But uh, a good portion of the folks uh, come through those two gentlemen. You know, God told Abraham he was going to um, populate the earth like the stars of heaven and the sand of the sea with his descendants. And... You know, he wound up having a couple other kids, which we'll read about here shortly. But 
Today we're going to read about Sarah's death. His wife, his original wife, Sarah, or Sarai, who became Sarah, was 107 and 20 years old. These were the years of the life of Sarah. Now, she had a baby when she was 100. No, when she was 90. So she's 30. Isaac is 37 when this occurs. And Sarah died in Kirjath Arba, the same as Hebron in the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. And Abraham stood up from before his dead and spake unto the sons of Heth, saying, I am a stranger and a sojourner with you. Give me a possession of a burying place with you that I may bury my dead out of my sight. And the children of Heth answered Abraham, saying unto him, Hear us, my lord, thou art a mighty prince among us, and in the choice of our sepulchres bury thy dead. None of us shall withhold from thee this sepulchre, which or but that thou mayest bury thy dead. And Abraham stood up and bowed himself to the people of the land, even to the children of Heth, and he communed with them. It's interesting how back then, you know, the, the general community was the descendant of some person. Some person was the head. And I think, you know, you look at a lot of the cities that are established in the United States of America, and they were by somebody. Somebody got there first and established that as a community. And most people don't don't have any idea who that is. And in the community that I am originally from, there's a man called Tuddy Baker that set up shop. And they uh, originally called the town uh, around that. But anyway... And he communed, and Abraham stood up and bowed himself to the people of the land, even the children of Heth, and he communed with them, saying, If it be your mind that I should bury my dead out of my sight, hear me and entreat for me the Apron, the son of Zoar, that he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which he hath, which is in the end of his field. For as much money as it's worth, he shall give it to me for a possession of a burying place amongst you. And Ephron dwelt among the children of Heth, and Ephron the Hittite, Answered Abraham in the audience of the children of Heth, even of all that went in the gate of the city, saying, Nay, my Lord, hear me, the field I give thee, and the cave that there is in, therein, I give it to thee. In the presence of the sons of my people, I give it to thee, bury thy dead. And Abraham bowed down himself before the people of the land. He spake unto Ephron in the audience of the people of the land, But if thou wilt give it, I pray thee, hear me, I will give thee money for the field. Take it of me, and I will bury my dead there. And Ephron answered unto Abraham, saying unto him, My Lord, Hearken unto me, the land is worth four hundred shekels of silver, but what is that betwixt me and thee? Bury, therefore, thy dead. <clears throat> and Abraham hearkened unto Ephron, and Abraham weighed to Ephron the silver, which he had named in the audience of the sons of Heth, four hundred shekels of silver, current money, with the merchant, in the field of Ephron, which was in Machpelah, which was before uh Mamre, the field in the cave which was there, and all the trees that were in the field and that were in the borders round about made sure unto Abraham for our possession in the presence of the children of Heth before all that went in the gate of the city. And after this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, and uh, in the field of Machpelah before Mamre, the same as Hebron, the land of Canaan, in the field. And the cave that is therein were made sure unto Abraham for our possession of the burying place by thy sons of Heth. And so Abraham has a place to bury his wife, Sarah. And, you know, I don't know all the traditions that were back then uh, for burying folks. And, uh, you know, we hear about some of them when Christ was around in the Bible. And I know there's more history around that, 
you know, people have always been, uh, you know, ever since death, I would imagine, you know, I can't imagine being Adam and Eve and living to 900 and some years old. And then you're gone. Uh, you know, that's a long time to be on this earth. But if we are eternal beings, if, if the Bible is true and we are eternal beings, what is time? You know, time is a element that we have to deal with here and now. But it's not something those of us who put our faith and trust in Christ in will have to deal with forever, right? Because once we leave the planet, uh, time is no more for those of us who, again, have put our faith and trust in Christ and in a higher authority. Um, so, um, a couple of the stories. There was a big pro-life mat match or march yesterday, and... You know, there's more folks that are starting to see things from that perspective, especially as the scientific community uh, uh, moves forward and sees how much babies can experience pain. And, and, you know, within like nine days of conception or some crazy thing, a heart can start beating. And when you can detect a heartbeat, some people are saying that's when you should. And I'm like, look, the child is going to be a human being in the womb. And no matter what you think of the social impact of getting rid of abortion is, it's a human and it has the right to life and should be protected from anything that mom could do to it. So, and it's interesting in a liberal paper in a small town that I live in, the abortion debate swells and they show a bunch of pictures of people supporting abortion. And there's probably three times as many people there supporting uh, life. So you either support death or life. There's really no two ways around it. Um, and then I see another story here. Districts struggle to find qualified teachers. Well, what do you expect when you put masks on everybody? And I mean, who wants to wear one of those all day long? <sighs> people want to control children, apparently. And... I don't know. It's, it's, it's when you don't have faith in Christ and that, uh, and when, uh, when you don't have faith in a higher authority and all your faith is based on this life, this life only. And your faith is then put in people who you think are basically good when they're basically evil. You know, the things that are happening in our country, we should expect. We should expect people to want to cheat in elections. We should expect people to want to lie to us, politicians, for their own gain. We should expect people to. And that's, you know, God bless the, uh, the founding fathers of this country. They did that. And that's why they instituted this system of government they did. Because they didn't want what was going on today to be going on today. Um, you know, and I think, I think we're going to get to a point where we're going to... Uh, oh my goodness... Uh, you have different opinions, right, from different vantage points. And 
one of my guys I used to work with has gone off the deep end into liberal ideology to the extreme and is saying that, uh, you know, China's not a threat and uh, global climate change is the largest threat that we face. So he's drunk the Kool-Aid, watches all the daytime shows, I'm sure. Yeah, COVID has been a scammer paradise. Yeah, look at our own government, buddy. And, you know, when Democrats are censuring one of their own, Christian cinema, over uh, the fact that they stood up for the filibuster is quite, quite the... Uh, interesting thing and then you have california which is trying to vote to give minors 12 and older the ability to choose whether they want the vaccine on their own um there are faith perspectives at work here people that that are what uh is driving a lot of these decisions and if you have bought into the public school religion of evolution um, it's no wonder that, that school board people don't think they should have to answer to parents. I mean, who are parents, you know, anyway, in the grand scheme of things? If you trust in evolution, then parental authority means nothing. You know, morality really shouldn't mean anything. You should be able to do what you want. As long as you're not hurting anybody else, well, again, where do you come up with that? You know, most of the idea that you have around life is has no objective truth to it whatsoever. So, listen, I got to run. Uh, put your faith in Christ. And if you don't know him, uh, email us at Ehud. It's a religion. This is Ehud, son of Dennis. Um, we're happy to help any way we can. Read the book of John in the Bible. Get to know Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one. Uh, comes to the Father, but through Him. But when you put your trust and faith in Him, it's a different ball game. So, have a blessed day, folks. Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a porch swing, the summer nights and fireflies, and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings If I still got breath in these lungs Then that's all I need to get down